This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The host of the game last night and the game last night, Cap, uh, Olivia Christian, who's playing hurt today, uh, battling through injuries, battling through a a cold, uh, but we're happy that you're here with us. Therapy fix everything. Therapy fixes everything. I've been throwing everything at it. Therapy, Dayquil, Hall's... Vicks, all of the things. I just do a little crowd therapy and hope that it works. <laughs> I usually don't do much <laughs> of nothing. Hey, I, mean, uh, I, I don't been know how long it, it's been. Years. Uh, I got a, I got a pretty good immune system. I don't, I don't really get sick. The, the thing I do that too. bothers it's me is the allergies. I haven't been this sick. I don't remember how long it's been. I mean, 2018, I don't even remember. I haven't been sick since I've lived in LA, and that's three and a half years. Mm. And then uh, it just kind of started with the sore throat on Sunday night. And I was like, what was this? Oh, that's the start. Like, it, 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 oh, that's the start. If I feel my throat getting scratchy, it's like, oh, no, come on, man. Come on, man. Don't, yeah. don't do this to me. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. It was a mess. It was a mess. So uh, I, the- I usually, I'm sorry. I usually lose, lose my voice, which I lost it yesterday. And I was like, I don't know if I can do the show. But I, again, I dumped a bunch of. <laughs> drugs into my system That's fine. That's to clear up the airways. <laughs> I, 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 it's a mess today. We're, we're sending Olivia to rehab immediately following <laughs> the show. Did the Kings help you feel a little bit better uh, last night? That's the one thing, you know, when you're sick and laying on the couch, you get to watch all of the games uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. And um, that was such a great game last night. It was just right on time. You know, they had a couple of losses on the road. And when you start getting into that rhythm of, being on the road and not being able to overcome some of these challenges, you can quickly fall into a rut. And I'm so glad that they got back to who they are, who they've been this season. Mm. They were active everywhere, running up and down the court. Even, you know, a couple of times when they were walking it up, Mike Brown's like, get after it, run. And like, oh yeah, let's do this. And they just played to their strengths. And um, so that was really fun to watch and to see them overcome that giant deficit that they um, allowed themselves to get under. But I have to say, I mean, that's a, that's a theme with the NBA these days. A lot of these games, like people go up by 20, they'll go up by 30, but if there's at least two quarters left, you've got a whole new game. You don't have to fall apart if you get down by a lot. If you just stick with it, stick with the game plan, play within yourselves, you can crawl out of that. And that's what the Kings did last night. So I'm very excited to see them see them rally. You said something interesting there, getting back to who they are and, and, and their identity. In your opinion, what is this Kings team identity on the floor? They are a running team. They they can shoot the lights out. Um, I think when they when we see them having difficulty is when they get stagnant. They start kind of watching each other, looking around the perimeter, hoping that Domas can make a move, can you know get to the free throw line, um, 
hoping for De'Aaron Fox to to do his magic. But when they're all working together, they're all getting after it. They're they're moving and um, creating opportunities to rack up those assists, which means, you know, at least one other person has touched the ball per the possession, right? So like when they're able to do that, then they find a lot of success. And you can see, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, just the joy that they bring to the game when they're all playing in that way, when they're sharing the ball, when they're not just taking an open shot, they're taking the better shot, when they're getting each other um, involved in the offense, and when they're moving together collectively as a defense. It's not up to one individual just to lock down. They all have to play their part. And they're conscious of what's going on, where their ball is moving, so they can step in, they can double team at the right time, um, hang out in the, in the paint when they need to. So um, overall, I think their identity is just being a team Right. Like a lot of these teams have superstars and their guys are there because you've got to play five on five. The Kings <laughs> play all those five guys every time. They're all active. And when they rotate um, their starters and for bench players, six, seven, eight men deep, they step right in and it's it's not an issue. They don't you know drop off significantly. If anything, sometimes they've built leads. Um, I continue to believe Malik Monk is the key to their success in terms of their energy mm. and be able to keep those leads and or. Um, come through when they're down and and infuse that that team um, with reminders of what makes them um, you know have the record that they have makes them confident makes them feel good makes them have success and makes Tom Mike Brown not have to call a timeout um, so yeah overall it's it's each player plays a role they're looking out for each other and they run that is what I think their overall identity is yeah I feel like Giannis's next insult is going to be, you're only here because we have to play five on five. <laughs> like that's the next thing he's going to say on Serge Ibaka's show. A screen setter. The screen setter. You're only here because we have to play five on five. You, one stat, it, it gets a stat regarding Domas and De'Aaron that we haven't brought up, and I, I think this is a Kenny Caraway special. Mm. De'Aaron Fox, 41 minutes. Yes. Domantas Sabonis, 40 yes. minutes. We We don't see them crack that 40-minute marker very often. Uh, and both of them uh, did it last night in their their massive performances yeah. in, in Toronto. Yeah, man. They, those, those guys went out and, and, and did what they had to do to bring home that victory. I loved it. I love seeing them play that much. Yeah, and I think in those special situations where you're playing a team like Toronto, where they – you know, it, you knew it was going to be a bit of a fight. Um, they weren't necessarily matched up great in terms of size and length. So you knew, and, and we got in that hole early on in terms of the deficit of the, in the score. So you knew that these guys were going to have, to have to step up. But also because you weren't just playing a great team, you are playing against some terrible officiating. Hmm. So it took more from those guys. The fact that De'Aaron Fox and Domas didn't, you know, retreat. They didn't give up. They just kept going. I mean, obviously, they, we got some technical calls, which I'm all in favor of. If that's what it takes to get you guys fired up to win one for Mike Brown, let's do this. But um, overall, the fact that they didn't give up and they kept going, knowing, knowing that they weren't getting the calls that they deserved, people are getting hacked. There's blood streaming down here in Fox's face. Man. They were like, we're not losing this game. And if it takes us playing over 40 minutes, that's what's, what's going to have to happen. And they didn't seem to drop off, right? Like, they finished that game very strong. And, you know, my whole thing with them skipping off the court, they skipped right into the locker room and celebrated with their new their head coach for the night. And yeah. it's just such a fun thing to see them celebrate that together and really win that game as a whole team. Olivia, what is, what is De'Aaron Fox supposed to do at this point? I mean, the guys going – I think Matt George talked about it on, on his latest episode of Locked On. 
He's going to the line like four times a game. You know, that's completely uh, inexcusable for someone of his talent and someone that attacks as much as he does. We've been talking about it for years with De'Aaron Fox. Like, what is he supposed to do? Keep banging his head against the wall and trying to get to the line? Is that what it is? Because it doesn't seem like – doesn't feel like it's going to change. It doesn't feel like they're going to start giving him the respect that he deserves. Yeah, I, I remember us talking about this last year, and it was twofold. One, like, why doesn't he get the calls, and when is he going to be an all-star? And, and both of my responses were, the Kings have to win. And they're doing that now, right? But it's still pretty early in the season. Bottom line, it's unfair. You should just call the game. You see fouls, you call the game, you call the fouls, get him to the line. I think Darren Fox is only – recourse is it's to keep playing the way that he knows how to play the way that he's most successful and as the Kings continue to win their visibility rate rises they're on television more we're talking about them more national media is talking about them more and maybe that results in them saying like you know by the way Darren Fox gets beat up quite a lot he's a guy who's producing for this team and he only gets to line two or three times a night that doesn't make any sense and I think as much as we like to say or think that the NBA is just like this is organization all is fair we're going to review it they're all humans, right? They're going to respond to the fact that fans and analysts are bringing this up. Um, and sometimes it results in and things changing. And I also think that that's what happens when a coach will get a technical. I mean, we, Steve Kerr did the same thing. Like you're protecting your guys. You're trying to infuse some energy into them. But you're calling out stuff that's obvious. And then when that happens, I know that I've seen – I don't know if it happens enough for Kings games, but sometimes the, the referees will begin to look at the game a little bit differently, start making some makeup calls. You're like, that wasn't really a foul, but maybe you feel bad for missing that other one. Yeah. But I don't know if there's – there's definitely not one, you know, cure-all for all of this other than I think De'Aaron Fox can't back down. Mm-hmm. and He hasn't thus far. Keep playing your game and, and call them out. To the point that you can, anyway, and you don't want to get keep getting fined if you're within the organization. But you know, shows like this and national media and all those, the Kings will eventually get the recognition they deserve as a team. And um, when it comes to getting on the charity line, I think that's a obviously a big focal point today has been Mike Brown's technical. Mike Brown getting thrown out and the team's reaction to Mike Brown getting thrown out. And Mike knowing, because I absolutely am confident Mike knew this in that moment, De'Aaron got a technical foul like two days ago for being, I think De'Aaron's gotten a couple of technical fouls mm-hmm. in recent days about going to officials. And, and, and you noted this earlier, Mike Brown's original approach at the start of the season didn't work. De'Aaron Fox sticking up for himself didn't work. All right, Mike Brown's going to try something else. It's, it's pretty much the last... You know, it's the last card he can play, and he can't play it again for a while, but it obviously, Olivia, proved to be very effective last night. It did, and it's funny because, like, you know, people talk about Mike Brown being so calm and reserved, and, he, you know, he got respect of his team where he doesn't have to scream at people to get them to do what he wants them to do to play within the system. And uh, it reminds me of my dad. I talk about, like, my dad is the nicest man on the planet. And if anybody wants to argue with Confirmed. me, we can argue, but he's no. the nicest man. I agree. But as kids and even as like young adults, my siblings and I, when my dad would get mad, he would just he would just say, I'm mad. I, I'm mad right now. And we'd be like, huh, what? That's not mad. whatever, dad. OK. Um, but then when he would really kind of like get angry, he never visibly got angry. He has the same chill, hippie kind of persona all the time. But one time there was like a an issue and he was mad at me and he said, this is the maddest I've ever been. Same voice, same man. I'm like, this is the maddest you've ever been. But because he used those words, it made me want to be better. 
he, I didn't need to get yelled at. I didn't need to get like reprimanded. It was just like the disappointment that he shared with me. I was like, oh man, I want to do better for my dad. Mm-hmm. I got to step it up. And I feel like that's like Mike Brown had to go off at that point. Like Damien said, like he had been nice. We're having these conversations on the sideline. Like last resort is fine. If I have to get a technical for you to understand the magnitude of the injustice we are seeing <laughs> game after game, night after night, throw me out then. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally we see him being the kind of coach that I think my dad has been to me and his other children. Very chill, very thoughtful. And, um, and um, the, the players have clearly responded to that. You see Domas coaching Keegan on the court and Keegan's receiving it. Like you see the conversations happening. They're all trying to be better for one another and they're mimicking the way that coach Mike Brown is coaching them in my mind. Of course, I don't know what's happening on happening in the practices. Maybe James Ham could give us some insight. But he just seems like that kind of coach, and they've responded wonderfully. But I do think that De'Aaron Fox uh, has to continue to play his game because you don't want the refs to take you out of yours. Um, and that's why I think it's so important that the Kings continue to play as a cohesive unit and not rely just on one person because if we're all just kind of watching – De'Aaron Fox is not getting to the line. He's getting hacked. Then what are we doing? How are we making up these points? Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Mike Brown's style, and I like that he, it was a last resort type of thing last night. You can tell that like, he didn't really want to do it, but, like, you brought me to this point. Running, I, I was like, oh, my God. It's like my dad saying I'm the <laughs> maddest I've ever been. That was Mike Brown running onto the court. That was the equivalent for me. Yeah. Um, I, but, yeah, I like it. When I look at you know, I grab pictures from our services after the games to use for YouTube and social media and all this mm-hmm. stuff. You can find pictures of Mike Brown talking to officials and in virtually all of them. And this is a bit of a visual bit. So for those on the radio, my, my sincerest apologies. But he's in normally a he's in a position like, hey, I'm, I'm approaching you in just a just this very calm way. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me how to get a fact. Like, he, you know, he in just the, the most like, like, yeah, like I am. I am non-threatening. <laughs> I'm not angry. I just help me understand. Like you could find ten pictures of him in that position, it, talking to officials, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Yeah. Couldn't find him last night. Not last. Couldn't find him last night. Like this. Last <laughs> night. <laughs> you, could, you could. You could. You could find him in the Philly game. A lot of them in the Philly game. You couldn't find him last night. It's funny because I, I went back and watched that moment, and the the. The foul was called on Harrison Barnes or whoever. And immediately after the foul is called, Mike just puts his hands in his yep. pockets and just stands there. Mm-hmm. And you can see he's just kind of stewing. And he's like, I really want to say something, but I, I don't want to get thrown out. And then there was the moment when he just said, F it. It's time. <laughs> I'm it's just time. I'm about to go off. I loved it, though. I loved it. He knew. He knew yeah. what was going to happen. Like he, it, it, it was, it was, I'm sure he didn't expect a seven point swing that happened in that <laughs> moment or five point swing or whatever it was. But the guys responded. Hell, they were damn near conditioned for it because of what happened the previous night in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. game was so slow because of the foul calls that, you know, Olivia, you had just said, don't let the officials take you out of the game. Don't let the officials take you out of the way that you want to play. You could argue, Joel Embiid played a factor in this too, that that happened the night before with officials. And they they were almost battle-tested uh, by the time they got to Toronto. And when they didn't go to the foul line for an entire quarter, they realized, okay, all right, we're doing this again. 
Yeah, well, the, and then the other thing about the previous games, it's, you know, the style that those other teams played, right? They're they're slowly walking it up. They're getting into their set offense. And it's difficult sometimes if you're a running team like the Kings to play the way that you want to play if the other team is so much slower and, and getting the ball down. And also, of course, is when you're not getting fault, fouls called on you, only against you, mm-hmm. that's slowing the game down. So it's yeah. difficult for them to – it was difficult for the Kings, again, to get a, into a good rhythm, to play the way that they like to play. But that's the thing. Teams aren't going to be like, oh, how would you like to play? You want to run? Okay, we'll run with you. Like, no, you have to make them play your game yeah. um, and stay within your game as best you can. And obviously there are things you can't control, like the whistle – but you can get the ball out of the net or, um, you know, as quickly as you can and get started into your offense because that just puts all of your players, all of the all of the guys play better. I don't know anybody who plays best when we're walking it up the court, when we're in our set offense. It just makes more sense to to keep the ball moving. And, um, it's again, as difficult as that is, when you have things that are beyond your control with how many times the ball is, or a foul is being called or traveling and block sh- the blocking versus charging, like, oh, mm-hmm. I just felt like there were so many. And that could really mess with people, mess with the rhythm. Um, but I think the Kings did a great job last night combating, again, a really great team and terrible officiating. I want to mention this real quick. Nick Wagner just tweeted that um, Elijah Mitchell is officially out for the year. <laughs> Rumors are going to sign Fred Van Fleet after seeing what he did to De'Aaron Fox uh, on that final possession. Uh, good chance Fred Van Fleet's playing for the San Francisco 49ers. He can really, he can really, really good. He can really dip his shoulder and run through yeah, a player. After after what I saw last night, he'd be really good. He'd be really good. That was wild. That was wild. Come and to think about it, really, I just there were a couple more seconds on the clock. Oh like, man. What would have happened? Like we just see that happen, and like, oh well, just get up and run another play. The, it was, the, yeah, that, that was, was insane. That was insane. I, insane. I just, I just realized. I, oh, I want to see the last two minute report. It said it was a foul <laughs> on when he when he shot. Uh, it's already out. Yeah. Okay, so so they missed. So they've already acknowledged okay. they missed that. Yeah. I wonder was was the one where he got uh, busted open. Was that in the last two minutes? I think that was like under two minutes. Should have been a foul oh, there. He got busted open. But um, so now we, there's a little I, – I could say there's a little less angst with all of us because they got that win last night. Yeah. Worst case scenario. I mean, we talked about it on the, on the J Street Vibes. It would be a little bit of a downer if they lost to Detroit. Detroit has the worst um, record in, in the game right now. But, look, man, just big picture, two and four, um, it's okay. It's an okay six-game road trip, worst-case scenario. Where were you at after the two games with New York and Philly? Because it seemed like a lot of people were like, oh, no, here we go again. This team is no good. Did you ever panic in that way after seeing those two games? No, and I'm a panicker. We already know that I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, don't get into these routes. (laughs) Um, Sorry for people on the radio like, oh, my God, that voice. Um. But I didn't panic this time. I feel, I feel like it's it's odd to me that it's so hard to win on the road. Every team, every league, everybody wants home court advantage. They're, you know, they're playing the same game everywhere, right? It, it, nothing really changes except, you know, the crowd and the colors and the audience, that kind of thing. But it's so odd to me that it's so difficult to win. And when you're able to be a team that wins well, that wins a lot of games on the road, you're, you're praised because, like, oh, my gosh, it's so hard. But it's 
it's clearly a mental thing, right? You, I've heard people talk about like, oh, they get to sleep in their own beds and wake up to their own alarm clock or whatever. That, I mean, I, I don't know. But prior to COVID, I used to travel for work a ton and I loved it. It was like, go to New York and go to Seattle, then go back down to Austin, come to DC. And it was like, people were paying me to visit my friends essentially and do work. But one thing that I think <laughs> might be the reason why it's so hard, not really the reason, but I'm like, maybe it's just the, the pooping. Because when you travel, it, it takes a couple of days for your body to stay bro. right, you know? So that's why they were lethargic. That's why they weren't moving. Your pooping is off. Your your bowels are like, I don't know this hotel. This water it tastes gross. This hotel food, I'm not doing this for you. And then by the third day, it's like, all right, I surrender. And then they play well. That's the that's the only logic I have for it. That I mean, I don't know why it is otherwise so difficult to. Play well, what it. about the last day of the road trip being a tough game? Shouldn't you be uh, well, acclimated by then? They always say that's a tough should. game. You know, the challenge with basketball is you're like like with the Kings, they're going from city to city, right? So the time change is different. But I feel like once your bowels know that you're not going to be home for a while, and it takes like three days. Your bowels are like, no, maybe we'll go home tomorrow or maybe the next day. And they're like, no, we're going to be on the – okay, fine. So by the now that they're going to Detroit, they should be fine. We should see them running. We should see them active. We should see a number of the assist line go up. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I don't know. Damn. I don't know how to follow that. So I guess we're close enough to the end to just call it a day at that point. Um, that's, I think I'm right. No one can ever say <laughs> Olivia's recycling talking points. That's a new one. That's... Am I wrong though? You've traveled. Oh, no, no, I think you're wrong. I'm going to say it. I think you're wrong. I don't think that has anything to do with them going nine of 21 from beyond the arc. Well, I know. Oh, well, boy. well, let's look at the games before last night. They weren't playing the way that they play, right? The lack of ball <laughs> movement. They were stagnant. It's because they weren't comfortable. They weren't comfortable. So, I mean, I know there are many times when I used to travel, again, like a ton, I'd have to talk. I'm like, you know what? I know. You don't know this toilet, but this toilet can be your friend. Let's, let's work together. You have to eat more vegetables than you typically do, you know, drink enough water, all those things. But <laughs> it's, it's about being holistic. And it, it takes it takes a couple of days for that relationship to be trusted. And then they they feel good again. <laughs> That's Olivia Christian. You rock, Maybacko. You rock. Um, <laughs> I speak facts, yo. I speak facts. I... And I'm on medication. <laughs> There's that. Well, this is a this is odd because um, I face that Damian I know, has right now is the face that he typically has when Casey is is doing his Drake bars. He's just like, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Don't sing. I well, won't it's sing. It's usually the singing that that gets him there. Uh, I'm so happy that our friends at Sac State are listening at this exact moment because <laughs> Coach David Patrick joins us next. Oh, thank you as always. Uh, the game last night, Cap, across all the social media platforms. Uh, make sure you check it out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 